0: Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. Thank you for joining me. Please check out all my content on the social media at RMK Madness, the Twitters, the Grams, (sighs) doing the video versions on YouTube. Make sure you check out my YouTube channel, Mad Chatter MK. Check it out because Got all the stuff's good stuff's up there. Ah, But we're rolling, we're rolling today. And you might be wondering why back so soon? Didn't an episode just come out a few days ago? That's right, that's right, it did. But you see, once again, a little bit of a changing of the schedule, if you know what I mean. So I do my fantasy football podcast on Monday nights, right? And we're going to keep that going through the season. Well, because there's football on Sunday and Monday nights, so we can sit down and record after the football game, after the Monday night game, discuss everything pertaining to that week's action on the football field, of course. And so it made sense to kind of do miscellaneous debris a little later in the week. Now, now I'm going back to work. Yes, it's exciting. Got myself a weed job, finally. I tell you. So many industries want you to have experience, but how the fuck are motherfuckers supposed to get experience without getting a goddamn job? And if nobody wants to hire anybody, unless they have experience, how are new people supposed to get experience? How are new people supposed to break in? It's crazy. I got a bachelor's in communications, tried to get into radio, tried to get into writing, all sorts of shit. Again, experience. (laughs) It's a bitch. Same thing with the weed industry. Oh, you want to bud tend? You want to be a bud tender? Experience. Trimming cultivation, experience. But hey, found a good spot. Seems like I'm going to be working with some like-minded people. The guy that interviewed with me, uh, that interviewed me, I should say, he had multiple, multiple, many, many years of restaurant experience, as do I. So he very much understood my pain. And he believes I'm going to make a great addition and uh, probably enjoy it a lot more than cooking in the restaurant. <clears throat> But, you know, I had to get back to working a little bit at some point. I don't make enough money writing fantasy articles and doing podcasts as much as I wish that's all I could do. But, you know, we had the ability to wait a little bit, make sure we were both vaccinated before getting back to, you know, normal shit. Because shit was opening up before everybody was vaccinated. So, you know, makes it a bit scary. But. Vaccinations, we're good to go. Been been looking for a while now for some work and uh finally found something. I, hey, I'm gonna be trimming weed plants. This sounds fucking great. And I'm gonna learn a lot. Of stuff. I mean, part of the reason I've got so good at cooking was from just being a sponge and ab- absorbing everything. That's how I get good at anything. I pay attention, I remind myself and stay humble. It's not, hey just because you do something some way, listen to other ways. Do other things. Try other things because you never know. You just might find, you just might find there are better ways, right? But here we go. So I begin a new journey, a new job. And with that, it's it comes a bit of an early schedule. Start pretty early in the morning. Got to be up pretty in the morning, early in the morning, because it's a bit of a drive. So I can't uh, be staying up, you know, to the wee hours of the morning every night. <clears throat> can't be doing that anymore. At least a few days of the week. Now, point behind explaining all of that is that I'm going to re- release miscellaneous debris on Mondays now. That way, my work schedule goes Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. gosh, I cannot talk already, (laughs) Wednesday to Saturday. So that means that I need to get this shit out early in the week, just so I don't have to worry about it the rest of the week, because I don't want to run into any, you you know, situations where something's going on, or I'm too tired, or I, you know, just knock it out when I have more time. And that means Sunday, because I do the football podcast on the Monday. So record Sunday night for the miscellaneous release on Monday. So you're going to start getting, so you're getting like two pretty close together, and then it'll be next Monday before we get another one. So that's the plan. Apologies ahead of time. if This one's a little bit shorter, but only a few days to gather info, decide what I wanted to talk about. I uh, tried getting a guest on. Not working out this week, maybe next week, we'll see. So I I got some, uh, you know, some normal shenanigans, normal ranting, raving, bitching, complaining, however you want to put it, and uh, a little fun. We're going to talk some Tarantino flicks um, later on in the pod. So that all out, I hope you've been well, all of you, since, you know, we last spoke a few days ago. And aside from the job thing, not allowed, you know, just kind of hanging out, the kids are off to their summer, you know, starting their summer vacay. So they're all happy and having a good time and soaking up all the video game shit they can. And uh, yeah. And then mom came back from Florida. My mother was out in Florida for a bit. Good, good for her. (laughs) I'm not going to Florida, but uh, she went and, uh, you know, met a friend and they had a, a nice little vacay and did some stuff and they had a good time. So good for them and back and everything as well. And uh, other than that, just watching the playoffs, man, you got the NBA, man, the the playoffs are pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. You know, you do have uh, the Bucks smash the heat. What the fuck happened to the heat? The Miami heat. And sorry, it's going to be sports for a few minutes. If you don't care about sports, move ahead a few minutes in the show. But Miami, they were in the finals last year, and people questioned whether it was just something happening because last year was weird. You know, 2020, they had the bubble with the playoffs. Wondering if that, you know, played a big factor uh, in really the right teams getting to the finals. Obviously, the Lakers won it all, and they probably were going to regardless, but teams wondered how legit Miami was. And they probably wonder more now because, <laughs> let's face it, It was not a good showing by Miami. No, no, no. Swept out of the first round. So, and this is a team they played last year. But Giannis was hurt. So this it's going to be very interesting to see what happens the rest of the playoffs. That's really the only, I mean, no, the 76ers are kind of taking care of uh, the Wizards. And and, uh, Celtics are, are putting up a slight fight against the Nets. Um, but the Hawks, no, no, I guess the East is pretty much going. (laughs) It's not all chalk because the Hawks are actually the five seed, Knicks the four seed, but Knicks feel good story. They're going to be on the first round. So we're probably getting the Hawks Sixers and then the Nets and the Bucks. That should be a good final four in the East for the NBA playoffs in the East. Yeah. That's what I said. Anyway. So on the West, on the West, A lot better matchups. You got the Suns and the Lakers tied 2-2, right? You've got uh, Dallas, the Clippers, close one. Nuggets, Blazers tied at 2. I mean, there's some really good matchups in that one. That one's going to be a little bit tougher to determine. And Anthony Davis got hurt today in the Lakers game, so who knows what's going to happen with him going forward. Whew. But the NBA has been fun. It's been fun. But you know me, I'm a puckhead. I love me the ice. I love hockey. And the first round was just killer. Tons of fighting, you know, lots of division. It's they changed up the the playoff format so that it's it's like all divisional hockey in the first round of the playoffs. And that means teams that are in the same division have played each other lots of times throughout the year already, and they just fucking hate each other. So there's tons of fighting. They just nastiness all around. People do not like each other. Lots of overtime hockey, which is by far one of the best things in sports. Fucking overtime hockey! So lots of overtime hockey, and it's just been overall just really, really good, fun sport. It, I don't—I've said that terribly, but you know what? I mean. And so for the second round, you have Boston, the Bruins, and the New York Islanders. Boston's already up one game to nothing just started yesterday then you got tampa bay versus carolina tampa bay's up one to nothing that started today and then my boys the colorado avalanche that's right after sweeping the st louis blues four games to nothing they start out with a chapeau smoke the golden knights in game one seven to one and we are off we are off to the races and then you still got uh the canadian division they're still waiting on uh Who's who's gonna come out of that to face the Winnipeg Jets? Uh because <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs have totally blown a three-game to one series lead. And it's a game seven. Tomorrow they, they in some trouble. They in some trouble. Or today. See, I keep talking. Now that I'm recording like this, and I admitted I recorded Sunday night, now I'm all fucked up. Okay, so the whole Anthony, we're gonna rewind. <laughs> Anthony Davis injured in the game two days ago. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The other games I was talking about, uh, Boston versus New York, that was two days ago. Tampa Bay versus Carolina was yesterday. Not today, because you'll be listening to this on a Monday, which is not today. Today is, yeah, that's right, Sunday. But really, only for about 49 more minutes, (laughs) if we're truth be told. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff there. I've been on pause with uh, The Mandalorian and His Dark Materials, the two shows I got into. I've kind of been on pause with that because of the playoffs and because Secret of Skinwalker Ranch is out. And I just love the UFO stuff. And the paranoia. is crazy. It's going to be a big discussion on that stuff next week. That's right, little spoiler. We're going back to the UFO topic. But we're just going to expand on some of the stuff that I will be mentioning in my weekly What the Fuck I know one doesn't come one didn't come out last week with it I I know crazy shit has been going (laughs) but I got a double weekly what the fuck coming for you so that's the good news but yes so (laughs) I've been mainly watching the playoffs but now and again I get into you know I, I watch my space stuff and uh NASA's uh unexplained files Space's Deepest Secrets. What's the, what's the big one? How the Universe Works. God damn it, why did it take so long? watch these fucking things all the time. But, so I do a lot of watching that, that kind of stuff just because I like to have that stuff on in the background or when I'm eating food. I don't really like to have a meal or be doing anything when I'm trying to watch shit I haven't seen. So, I plan on getting back to those series and the Friends Reunion Heard some mixed reviews about that. I just want to see it again. I know I want to a rant about this on one of my fantasy pods. Friends, so underrated. I say that even though it's like this black person but there is a lot of people that dislike it or say they dislike it and I've never understood that. I thought it was always one of the better sitcoms even though it, there is a very good point that it basically ripped off Living Single which is basically the black version of Friends and and I, I you can't argue that. That shit was, you can't argue that at all. Friends is kind of the white version of that but I always loved Friends. It was something I found a lot of solace in when, in my drinking days. And and I, I don't know, I have a bit of a, an emotional attachment to it maybe, but I also get confused because there's a lot of good shit. As far as a sitcom goes, because sitcoms are only so good anyway, but as far as sitcoms go, I mean, it was fun. It had three beautiful women, three funny ass dudes. It had a lot of different, I mean, they fucked around and they cursed. They, they talked about weed. I mean, they didn't really, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't understand the hate. And then the living single thing. I get that. Because that is true. It's a complete rip-off of that. But anyway. So I'll probably get to checking that. But Secret of the Skinwalker. Man, it's good stuff. We're going to get into, as I said, a discussion next week. Maybe with a guest. About, you know, just the idea. and, And again, with my weekly, what the fuck, I'll get into this. What? the hell why is nobody talking about the ufo stuff like more and i brought this up on the last pod as well but we're really going to get into it and get into some of this because you have to really even though you know we're probably never going to get some big huge giant full disclosure of ufo information from the government or anywhere else but we're going to get little bits trickles here and there and that's what we've been getting and i think people some people that believe in this stuff are a little disappointed because they're looking for that big disclosure moment and I don't think they're going to get it but I do think we're going to get bits of information and we should be happy when we do so yeah but like I said this episode we're going to talk some Tarantino flicks because I had a little conversation previously just talking about uh, you know some of the great movies and then into some of the great and this might have even been with my brother but some of the great directors and stuff and uh you know there's a lot of good ones out there but uh tarantino for me is one of the tops and i think partly because uh, he's got a point. I mean, he's contributed on some some movies, but his idea of I'm only making 10 because I want all of them to be, like, I can't, when I look at other people's movies, I'm like, yeah, there's a few I could go with. The, with Tarantino, I love all his stuff. It's great. So we're going to get into that. But first, normal shenanigans must occur. And I must address, you know, some uh, some concerning shit about a former mentor, I don't know if you want to call him, someone I kind of looked up to at one point in time. Uh, Little, little shit this person said recently. I'm going to address that. So we'll we'll be be right back. Yeah, hey, we're sparking the blizzy. We're getting we're getting getting a little high for this segment. By the way, <clears throat> I really hope uh anybody listening, please you know, hit me up on Twitter at RMK Madness once again. Uh DMs are open. Hit me up if if uh anything from last week's pie um concerning addiction, alcoholism, that kind of stuff. If that hits you in any kind of way, um uh, if you've got Friends, families, yourself, that is struggling um, with anything, really. But in that vein, in the vein of addiction, things like that, um, because in that area, I do have some knowledge to share. Uh, Experience, strength, and hope is what they call it in the rooms. So feel free to reach out to me um, because I'm always willing to try and help people out with that shit. You know, and that's part of why I talked about it last week. It wasn't a, you know, big thing, like a, kind of a problem sometimes. When you discuss that sort of thing. I remember I had a Twitter conversation with somebody once and uh, they also lived in Colorado. And it was it was another fantasy person, fantasy football person. And uh, they were inspiring. I mentioned some about being um 10 years sober, I think it was 10 at the time, and, uh, it was, like, the total vibe, I, I felt, like, of the conversation changed, and I tried to explain, like, I wasn't trying to, like, hey, you got 10 years, I'm fucking awesome, like, just saying, like, it's been a minute since, it, you know, like, I, I've, I've, I've seen how it goes, man, and so, like, you know, you're a bit newer to it, like, anything I can do to say to help, because, Shit gets easier, you know. it looked Like, I have experience. So it, it wasn't like, you know, hey, I'm awesome. I got 10 years of sobriety. It was like, hey, I got 10 years of sobriety. So I, I might know a few things that could be uh, helpful, you know, might have some good advice. And that's really all, all it is, is want to help people. And then it the way he, I don't know, it was very awkward, very weird. And I didn't quite understand how it turned.
1: But it's me.
0: I'm quite used to, uh, you know, turning people off. Not like that.
1: (laughs) You can ask my wife. I do a pretty good job of that.
0: So, yeah.
1: Eh,
2: eh,
0: eh. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. But I'm always down to try and help people. Now. Speaking of trying to help people, I thought at one point in time a one Joe Rogan was, uh, you know, really trying to be,
1: you know, not just
0: make his status as like a legendary comedian and do all these things with the UFC. I really thought like he was trying, you know, in a way to do some good. Um, Because you look at, he's the one that, you know, Call that Mencia for his bullshit. Like, you just, you thought of Joe Rogan as kind of trying to fight for right. But lately, he he is fighting for right. He's fighting for the extreme right. The far right. (laughs) Because apparently, Rogan has a problem with people being too woke. According to him, if the world, the country, keeps going down this path, uh straight white males won't be allowed to say anything says comedy isn't the same
1: and i disagree if comedians are smart enough they can make it work
0: but to to, to start with all this it it, it kind of reminds me of the Republican, it, like, it's funny how these people are like, yeah, cancer culture, they won't let us speak. They are trying to silence us. It's how? Millions of people can still hear what the fuck you're saying. So you're not being silenced. Fuck off with that stupid shit. And then I just find it interesting that so many people are complaining like why aren't cancel culture like it's the same shit as political correctness that was the other fucking target words they used back in the day like no it's called a correction it's called getting on the right path it's called fixing bad habits old mistake you know past mistakes like it for too long yes why, st- straight white men in particular have been able to say whatever the fuck they wanted. And it didn't matter you know if it was deeply hurtful to a group of people, even if it was a joke. Now, personally, I'm someone of the mind that uh, there's not a lot that's off limits as far as humor goes, but Not everybody's like that. And the world is becoming more sensitive, which yes has its drawbacks where maybe some people aren't gonna like those kind certain kinds of jokes. But I think overall (coughs) excuse me.
1: These are the kinds of of things that get
0: that better a civilization. There's a few important things to me. One is moderation. You gotta do that. Look at addiction. That addiction is going to the extreme. I don't like extreme in any fashion, positive or negative. It's not good for you either way. Moderation. Okay. And I also believe in inclusivity,
1: diversity, equality
0: someone put it on Twitter I didn't take credit for, I, I can't take credit for this one but I can't give you the person that I, that deserves the credit but something about you know we could be you know humans could be just sitting around making art eating grapes but instead we got like taxes and, and like and it yeah yeah things could be so much different There's so much behind all of that. And, and it just, uh, sometimes I get a headache thinking about
1: the complaining that some of these people do. And
0: before I go further, I do wanna say, there are some good Republicans, some good conservatives. I mean, I, I, I know a couple. And I'm not saying this jokingly, like, I'm not like, yeah, they're, they're just needle in a haystack. They kind of are, but <clears throat> but it's not like they're all bad, but they, they, a lot fall into that extreme category. You know. And I, I, I'm someone, again, I've said this several times, I was in the middle. Independent, because I don't fucking care. I think both your parties are fucking stupid. I think the two-party system is fucking stupid. I did not vote in 2016 because I thought both the candidates were fucking stupid. (laughs) And so I voted Republican. I voted Democrat. I voted both. I'm the prime type of candidate for someone, for a party, to just say, oh, we're going to steal you away. And the Republican parties completely turned me off because too many of them still defend Trump, still believe in Trump.
1: It's, it's, and then you got Rogan, someone
0: who you thought was for the people in a way, you know? He was just, small-time comedian, was on news radio,
1: you know, just the
0: maintenance guy. All of a sudden, he's on Fear Factory, he's doing stand-up specials, UFC, podcast.
1: Feel like he forgot some shit along the way, lost some shit along the way maybe, I don't know. And the problem
0: is, that he's just gone too far to the extreme right. And he's per- perpetuating bullshit like these conspiracy theories and far right extremism. And if you do that shit, it's going to get you in hot water. <laughs> right. And now he made this big deal with Spotify. Right. And they're going to censor him a little bit. Oh, OK. Don't say stupid shit. Or leave so- Spotify and say all
1: the stupid shit you want.
0: I'm sorry, Alex fucking Jones, seriously? Alex fucking Jones. We're gonna take this dickhead seriously? Motherfucker better be happy. I'm not one of those goddamn Sandy Hook parents because if I was one of them, I'd be all up on Alex Jones motherfucking ass. And it sounds really aggressive. <laughs> or homosexual. And I meant it neither way. Aggressive, maybe I meant it a little bit, but fuck that dude, fuck that dude, and it, like, it just makes, it makes me mad, because these are the people that ruined conspiracy theories for me, I, seriously, conspiracy theories once upon a time were cool, and again, we're watching one play out in real life right now, the whole idea of UFOs, and, and, extraterrestrial species and the government covering shit up. It's all being it played out. It's all coming true. And so, uh, you know, maybe that adds fuel to the fire of these people thinking all the other conspiracy theories are going to come true. And there's some fucking whack ones. There's some, but like, there's some from way back when that were interesting. The JFK, there's things to look at that are interesting, but now conspiracy theories have just gone way too far. I'm sorry. Any conspiracy that has Donald Trump as a fucking savior of the world? (coughs) Give me the fuck
1: out of here. (laughs) I mean, I thought
0: Joe was like uh, this comedy legend. I mean, he's got this comedy legend status and it just... Now I feel like he's just a joke and a voice for a minority of fuckheads. I don't know if the fame went to his head. I don't know if, I I don't know. Maybe he's always been like this, but I remember when he's bitching about trans athletes and that was probably right right around the time I stopped listening actually, because I quit listening not too long before his move to Spotify. But I just couldn't take it anymore. As much as I liked a lot of his stand-up in the past, and you know, I was inspired by the, by how hard he worked, and you know, doing all these things because that's me. You know, I'm doing the fantasy football thing, and then I got the comedy shit, the this podcast, um, and then I got you, you know my novels that I'm working on. So it, it's like, and some music stuff. I, I got my hands dipped in um, a lot of different jars, and I just keep grinding that way and. And and I felt confidence in doing that partly because I see Rogan doing it, I'm like, yeah, see, motherfuckers just can handle that shit. And it's not that he's the only one. It is just like, you know, from my view, looking at comedians who don't just tell stand-up, they do other they've got all these other things going on. And and you know, he always talked about not really being in the movies. And I'm like, Yeah, fuck being in movies and TV and shit like that, unless I was making it. <laughs> Cause not to brag, but I'm a pretty solid fucking writer, and I'm pretty fucking creative. So, like, if I was making some shit, I'd let me be in it. But <laughs> otherwise, I I don't know. I don't know. I'd do a superhero movie. I'd be good in like a Suicide Squad. Yeah. <clears throat> Although I did say one time, they should redo Demolition Man. And make the black dude, the cop, instead of the villain, the criminal. Simon Phoenix. And I'll play Simon Phoenix as the crazy bad guy, villain, criminal guy. I I could do it so well. Simon says, die. Anyway. But I really did just... (laughs) The whole Joe Rogan thing, and it, it, it bums me out, dude. Because I was a fan. I just right after we moved to Colorado for my birthday, wife got us tickets to Joe Rogan because he was going to be here, and uh, it was a fucking hell of a night. We ate some shrooms, uh, saw Rogan, went back to the hotel. There was a lot of weed smoking. Um, it was a very good moment in time for me and my wife, and now I look at it like that. That was like. Especially as I'm really getting into the whole idea of stand up, and now with you know things starting to open back up, and me being vaccinated, you can bet your ass the chatter is hitting them open mics this summer. Already planning it, fucking right. But I digress.
1: So I just, I just, it's a shame because he really.
0: To me, it's just fucking going off the deep end. Man. And again, maybe some people you just don't know. And maybe this has always been him. But it seemed like, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, he was having scientists on and doing some really smart shit. And, and like, he just totally abandoned that. I don't know what the fucking deal was. Maybe his ratings dropped. Maybe the large part of his base is fucking, you know. <laughs> the, the far right lunatics. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh,
1: it's strange. But it is
0: what it is, right? It is what it is. But I can't do it anymore. I can't listen to the fucker. I can't get down with. A lot of the shit he says anymore, or does, or the people he has on. Again, Alex fucking Jones. When I first started listening to Rogan, I was like, I have no idea why he has this dude on, but he didn't deal with a lot of bull- bullshit from him. And it, and it just over time, it was like, why? But you start to see either that's Rogan, or he's been turned a little bit. Like it's 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 weird, but I move on. And actually, I move on to more of the right-wing, far-right, extreme-right stupidity. But this is actually, in the government itself, is, uh,
1: yeah, the
0: Republicans decided to block the January 6th investigation. So they don't want an investigation. Some have said it's a waste of time. I've already looked into Here's the funny thing. So to them, quadruple counting ballots in Arizona. uh, That's a worthy cause. But the January 6th assault on our democracy, that needs no further looking into.
2: (laughs) Something
1: tells me or something they don't want you to find. Because otherwise, why not?
0: And I'm sure Rogan lovers, a lot of them are big on the big lie. And if you haven't checked out my weekly What the Fuck on the Big Lie, please do. YouTube, check it. All this is just more BS from, peop- from people who crave power above all else And the sheep that follow them. And believe every little thing they say. (laughs) And again, there are some good ones. Like, I was reading about it today. There are Republicans who are like, oh, shit. Sorry about Marjorie Taylor Greene. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. I had no idea she was going to be like this. That's what a lot of people say. I saw something on like an argument on Twitter talking about Trump
1: and how someone was digging into him. They're like, that's not fair. No one
0: knew Trump was going to be like this. Uh, (laughs) I know I, for one, was talking about it. The majority, when Trump was first sworn in, I I talked with this about my brother. My brother was like, Hey, he says he's going to get some shit done with like infrastructure and stuff like that. Let's just see what he's saying. Give him a chance. Okay, even LeBron James, who I hope to feud with someday because as much as I've enjoyed some moments of basketball from him, I very much have a bone to pick with him someday. (laughs) But even LeBron James was like, all right, let's give him a chance. Almost immediately, he started fucking with the healthcare Fucking with my, which affected my family, and, and because Medicaid at the time, I, and a lot of people, you know, another problem with Republicans, they, hey, do better. You shouldn't need help from the government. You shouldn't need help. Healthcare is not a right,
1: and that's stupid shit. I mean. <sighs> Healthcare is not a right, but guns are. Huh? Healthcare isn't a right, but guns are. Guns are your right, so you say, but not healthcare.
0: So well, it's funny how they'll look at people and go, hey, just do better, work harder.
1: Again, I'm someone,
0: granted. There's a good chunk of time. I was probably more of a menace to society than anything. But I did what society wants people like me to do. I rehabilitated. I turned my life around. I became a productive member of society again. I went to school. I paid for it. Well, I took out loans because I couldn't pay for it. <laughs> so I'm to pay for it. I'm in debt for it. Graduated. Got a communications and bachelor a bachelor's in communications communications as spoken about previously, blah, 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 blah.
1: I pretty much followed the path you're supposed to, right? Again, even you take that chunk
0: of time that I was dealing with, my addiction, my alcoholism, even that chunk of time. By the end of it, I had done what society would deem worthy, rehabilitate and become sober, a productive member of society once again. And yet,
1: things aren't easy. I'm not well off.
0: We don't, my family doesn't have fucking some expensive ass health care. Still got Medicaid. People don't get it.
1: Some people don't get it. Things just aren't that easy.
0: And maybe there's been some time in the past year or so that I haven't worked as hard. But other than that, and a chunk of time, because most of my drinking career, as I'll call it, most of that time wallowing in that addiction, I was still. Functional enough to work. There was only a small period of that time. That I wasn't contributing.
1: I don't know. How much harder I could have worked. What more I could have done better. But some would still shame me. It is what it is. Again. Still some good people. That follow the Republican-slash-conservative mindset. But also, as I mentioned, I was in the middle. And the past handful of
0: years have really proved to me that there's really, even though I don't like the whole idea of the two-party system, I can't stand it. It's stupid and archaic, despite that. I can clearly see which party I really don't like. (laughs) At least for the most part.
1: Because of so much shit. So much shit. All this insanity down here. And next month, next month,
0: a fucking asteroid the size of Eiffel Tower is going to zip past the Earth. (laughs) I mean, we'll be okay. They call these near-Earth objects, but a lot of them aren't as near as that might suggest. <laughs> we'll be okay. We'll be down here still doing the same bullshit. But we'll go on. For now. For now. Still a grow. A, a grow. See, my, my, my talking's getting real bad now. I don't know why. A lot of podcasting in a short amount of time. Because I got another one coming up tomorrow. My fantasy football one. It's like a
1: But it's just uh, insane,
0: as one Joe Rogan would say, because here is one, well, there's a few things I probably would still agree with him on if he still believes in them. But one is, hey, not enough people talking about the fact that we're just on a rock flying through space, and it's true. And there's lots of other shit, all around us flying through space, which is even crazier and a bit scary. <laughs> if you know enough about space, you're like, fuck, Earth is in trouble at some point. It's unfortunate we're doing the damage we are because we should be devoting resources and technology to getting the fuck off this planet and venturing out into space as opposed to, you know, trying to help save this planet. And, you know, there's still going to be resources to put it. But imagine what we could do if there wasn't all this divisiveness, this infighting. If everyone agreed on science. And we could truly, you know, work towards elimination of disease. And working towards a better way of living for the planet. For the health of the planet. But no.
1: You get, for multiple reasons,
0: people in power influencing others, that uh,
1: science isn't the way we should look.
0: It's so stupid.
1: And it is crazy in 2021 that uh, we're at this point. Don't forget, rock flying through space. (laughs) Ah, rock flying through space. You know, I would like to see Rogan come around someday. Don't know that he will. Now I'm get. Now I'm just rambling because I'm high. But I really do. So it's always a bummer. When someone you look up to turns into a shithead, right? (laughs) Rock flying through space.
0: (laughs) A fucking rock flying through space. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what a way to start off. That's so the end segment, the final segment, because we're about ready to roll out of here. But before we do, before we do, as I mentioned, some Tarantino chatter. So I was discussing, I can't for the life of me, remember with who. I want to say my brother, but I'm not sure that's it. <laughs> was it on social media? It could have been, could have been. But talking about favorite films and then to favorite filmmakers, And obviously, a lot of people are fans of the Cohen brothers. Me too. Raising Arizona. Man, me and my brothers used to watch the shit out of that. Fargo is one of my favorite movies of all time. As is Big Lebowski. I remember my brother, Dane, and I went to babysit for our cousin, Tammy and we got super fucking stoned and she was like there's some movies i rented if you guys want to watch them and we were like cool what the fuck is this big lebowski let's check it out we had never heard of it no idea what it was two straight hours of us just laughing it was great it was great so that's always been one near and dear to my heart lady killers oh. <laughs> tom hanks character in that is so fucking fantastic no country for old Men. they've got some really good stuff now there's some shit I know is going to be good that I still haven't seen "Hail Caesar is supposed to be good." Uh, the ballad of, what is it? <laughs> I can't even remember Brewster, Buster. <laughs> now I've got to look it up. The <laughs> ballad of Buzz or. these are ones I have to check out, and it's supposed to be on Netflix right now. So I may have to, I may have to do that uh, very, very soon. What is it called? The Ballad of Bust, Buster Scruggs. That's right, I had the Buster part. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's another one they did. So good stuff by them. And then I... People... don't like M. Night Shyamalan, but I'm a big fan. I really am. Sixth Sense, The Village. I mean, he starts out... <clears throat> his career with some pretty good stuff. Unbreakable. That whole trilogy, by the way, Unbreakable is good. Splits even better. Glass, I fucking loved it. So it, I know people have their own preferences, but I'm a really big fan of that trilogy. Uh, signs, man, I loved Signs. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix so awesome in that movie. <laughs> I just like Joaquin Phoenix. He's great in all his movies. Uh, Lady in the Water, big fan of that. Now. He did have a couple of, but I really wasn't a fan of. Uh, I know ne- I can never even remember the fucking name, the vanishing, I want the plants. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, which is fine because I'm not not a big Marky Mark fan myself. No, no, not at all. But uh, yeah, I I think he does really good work, and it's I just love it. There's the new one coming out, old that looks fucking insane fucking insane and then guy Ritchie, which i love his older stuff i'm not sure about the new one with statum because it just looks like a i think i've talked about this <laughs> looks like just like a jason Taylor movie, anyway but i did read the man from uncle was pretty good i'll have to check that one out uh but like I dig the Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, I was a fan of rock and roll. But obviously, the big ones, Snatch. Yeah, fucking kidding me? A Patterwick of blue. Paddy wink of blue. Why the fuck do I want a catavan that's got no fucking wheels? <laughs> Love Snatch, obviously. Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels. The two, man, to me, those are the original Richie movies. And they're so fucking fantastic. And then I like uh, the trilogy of the dudes: Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Um, you got Shaun of the Dead, At World's End, Hot Fuzz. They did Paul. I really like those guys in movies. <laughs> We're just now. I'm just getting out of hand. So, obviously, one of the best ever to do is Quentin Tarantino, and he's approaching his tenth film, at least the beginnings. Of making it. Not that I read anything special. He's in plans to get that going. Um, I'm assuming that means he's writing it right now.
1: So, 10th movie. I'd
0: say, what would you say? Probably the next two or three years, something like that, yeah. What do you think, Hermione? Oh, she's passed out. Hermione's my cat. You saw her on the intro, if you were paying attention at all. (laughs) Well, if you're watching anybody.
1: Podcasters, you have no idea what I'm saying. But anyway, I digress. Tarantino, to me, just can't be fucking topped. And
0: the story is, and this, I mean, not the story. This is what he says as well is that after
1: the 10th, he'll retire. And then
0: if he does somehow come back to make anything, it will not be included in his 10 film. He wants the 10 films to just be their own canon, like their own, it's the, their own, the Tarantino 10 film universe. Because as I mentioned, he's done other stuff. Death Proof, Four Rooms. Um, did a scene in Sin Sin City. Like he's he's collaborated on some really cool shit. I personally love Four Rooms and From Dust Till Dawn. That one's fantastic. I remember the first time I saw from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> I was just sitting there. I was loving it because I was just like, ah, this feels just like Tarantino. There's a fucking crazy ass robbers kidnapping these people. And then there were vampires. And I did not expect that. And that's exactly what it was. It was like the first half of the movie was very Tarantino. And the second half of the movie was very Robert Rodriguez. And it was perfect. It was such a great movie. Um, but as much as I love all that stuff, it's all about the main nine right now. <clears throat> because as I said, it's not going to be long and we're going to start here in tidbits about what he's doing for the 10th movie. And before you know it, within a few years, it's going to be coming out. You think? Maybe a little longer? Why do I keep saying you think? You can't answer me back right now. (laughs) I don't know. What was the time? I guess I'd have to look up. I'm not going to do it right now. The time difference between his last few movies. See how long, about how long we'd have to wait. But now let's go ahead and do that. Why don't we? I just had the shits pulled up, so let's see. see. Oh no, that was the Coen Brothers movies.
1: (laughs) Bing, Tarantino movies. Yeah. So it looks like there was four years in between. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Hateful Eight.
0: But then it was about six years, no, no, three years between The Hateful Eight and Django. Three years between The Hateful Eight and Inglorious Bastards.
1: And he helped with Death Proof, Grindhouse...
0: 2003 was kill bill, two thousand four was kill bill too. So yeah, yeah. But it does yeah, three, three, four years. Okay. So twenty nineteen was once upon a time in Hollywood, so twenty, twenty-one. So yeah, there you go. We're about a year and a half in. Three to four years. So yeah, I'm two within three years, it should be out. Should be out. His tenth and final and you know, he might take a little extra time. I guess that would make sense. But once again, I digress, I digress. We're going to get into what I have ranked as the Tarantino top nine movies. Uh, My personal ranking. Nice big puff before we get going. (coughs) Excuse me. Sounded terrible. <laughs> but this is my ranking of Tarantino's top nine while we wait for the 10th film. And I like it because I think it's a little bit different than others. Um, a lot of others would be. I, th- I think we'll have some surprises is what I'm saying. And I didn't do it just for surprises. This, this list is truly how I feel. Like if I had to watch them, well, I guess I couldn't do that. that watch them. In a particular order, because I, I kind of have the Kill bill split up. <laughs> They're not back to back. Um, but yeah, let's just fuck it. Let's just get into it. If if I were to rank the Quentin Tarantino movies as far as my favorites to watch, this is how I would rank them.
1: And we're gonna start with number nine. Jackie Brown. No, I still love Jackie Brown, Pam Greer.
0: Sam Jackson in that movie cracks me up. Uh, Bridget Fonda, I had such a crush on her after that fucking movie. <laughs> Robert de Niro's great
1: It is really fantastic,
0: but I'd probably watch all the others before that, and that's why it that's why it takes number nine. I probably like all the others. Uh, you know, at least a little bit better. And that's why, and I had a tough time actually between number nine and number eight. I couldn't decide which one I wanted to put in number nine because while I do like them both, I couldn't decide like, okay, I would definitely pick all the others over these. But which one of these would I pick over the other? And I ended up going once upon a time in Hollywood at number eight. And so there's the first one that probably shocked people. And look, hey, people, same thing with Jackie Brown. Not a bad movie. I'm not saying it suck. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I loved it. But compared to all the other ones, sorry, this is a tough list. It's fucking Tarantino. And I'm going with my way and what I like to see from Tarantino. So at number seven, I have Kill Bill 2. Really fucking fantastic. And it's a great end to the story of Kill Bill and, you know, Beatrix. Beatrice, And so I loved it all around Kill Bill and Kill, like the whole Kill Bill saga story. I loved the entire thing as a whole. If we're to split it up into two different movies, I love number one. And know, obviously that'll be a little farther ahead on the list. Number two, I really enjoy, but just felt there was times where it lulls. I felt, um, in particular, like and normally I like all of the dialogue and stuff that goes with Tarantino's movies, but I felt like the end was maybe a little slow too. It and it, you know. But overall, I loved it because I loved the ending to the story. So, and and I'm really not complaining about it because, again, I love it. And and there's, but again,
1: if I were to pick it to watch over anything, it would just be
0: those two. It would just be Jackie Brown, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are the only ones that I would pick Kill Bill 2. To watch over, if that makes sense. I totally fuck that. Up. But as you know me, I lean into those mistakes. I don't sit here and fuck with the editing. And then, A, some got the, the goddamn time to edit every little mistake I make. I'm not a goddamn professional. Like, and I smoke a lot of weed. So mistakes happen. And number two, I like to be transparent and lean into that shit. Cause I'm imperfect. We're all imperfect. You know, nothing wrong with letting the imperfection shine a little bit.
1: (laughs) So, number nine, Jackie Brown. Number eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number seven, Kill Bill 2. Then we move into number six, Django
0: Unchained. And I love this flick too, man. Jamie Foxx is fantastic. Christoph Waltz is amazing. Leonardo DiCaprio. Let me tell you something about Leo. He is one of my most favorite actors and one of the most underrated actors in my opinion. And a lot of my favorite actors are not these types of dudes. White dudes. uh, The good looking. In many a chick flick. Not my kind of actor. But. Man, Leo's got a fucking range. I actually liked him in Romeo and Juliet and what was done there. Um, The Beach is a crazy-ass movie. Gangs of New York. I fucking love that movie to death. This is fucking crazy. And I just think DiCaprio was phenomenal in his role in Django Unchained. It's just, I loved it. I loved it. So I put Django there and I keep looking at it. Django at six. There's no way. But then I look at the rest of the list and I go, yeah, I got to put it there. It seems so weird, but it's there. Number five Inglorious Bastards.
1: <laughs> oh, the Bear Jew.
0: Just Everything about that, Brad Pitt. Another, and this is another dude that I actually really love. Brad Pitt it seems like he might be uh iffy in real, <laughs> but uh, has some issues at least. But uh, he's definitely a phenomenal actor, and this is another great classic Brad Pitt role. I, it just as another one he nails out of the park. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie California, spelled with a K. And it's David Duchovny. you know, from the X-Files and his wife, and they and they end up meeting up with this other couple, and it's uh Brad Pitt, who's a crazy ass, and Juliet Lewis, who's a crazy, who's who I love and adore. But she also often plays a crazy ass. <laughs> way of the gun. Oh, that's one. Of my, I was just talking to my wife about way of the gun. Juliet Lewis is in that. She's a pregnant surrogate for a rich couple. And she gets kidnapped by these two dudes, Ryan Philippi and Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro, one of my favorite actors of all time. <laughs> Such a great movie. It also contains the line said by Ryan Philippi. Shut that cunt's mouth before I come over there and fuck her head. And I'm not saying that. <laughs> this is a part in the movie. And it's at the very beginning of the movie. If you've ever seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sarah Silverman, and if you know who that is, one of my faves too. She's great. She plays this chicken line. And oh, she turns around and sees that Ryan Phillippe and Benicia, one of them, is sitting on a car. And she's like, hey, get the fuck off the car. And she starts running her mouth. And that's when he's like, shut that couldn't mouth before. and then they get the shit yeah i shouldn't spoil sorry spoil spoiler <laughs> i've gotten way too off track with this shit way too off track so let's bring it back let's bring it back again let's digress i digress yet again you can see i love movies but certain kinds of movies But Inglorious Bastard, yeah, another phenomenal performance by Pitt. And then this was really our introduction, the the Tarantino world, to Christoph Waltz, who played the German officer, and and he was so fantastic. And that's what led to him being in Django. And, man, what great movies. (laughs) But still, I look again, and I'm like, Inglorious Bastards at five? How? How is that possible? Well, it's because at number four you have a Reservoir Dogs, yes,
1: and this is just
0: pure classic Tarantino, and just everything that goes along with, the, you know, the, the flashbacks and and the surprises and the different the end, just everything. Everything. Harvey Keitel was great in that movie. At the end, you just can tell the mental struggle that's going on within him.
1: You feel it. Love Mr. Pink, of
0: course. Big Buscemi fan. (laughs) I know, I was like, I'm really not into that type of... Well, Buscemi's not that at all, so... (laughs) And it's just all around... Great fucking story, just the whole thing. Then I move to number three, Kill Bill One.
1: This, I I love everything about this, from her story, the beginning of her journey, Uma Thurman's Beatrice, and how she goes and confronts some of her
0: would-be killers had she not survived. And the whole part of how she comes to in the coma, the dudes that are trying to fuck her, the toe thing, that toe thing, that gets me every time. <laughs> it, it reminds me of one time where my fucking, one of my whole legs fell asleep and I, I was on a train. slept on it weird or something. But my whole left leg was fucking numb. And I was like, ah, I've lost my leg. Like, they're going to have to cut it off because I can't feel it. And to feel her where you're just like, you've been laying there so
1: fucking long. That you just, you just, you can't feel anything. (laughs) Yeah, that's some good shit. And of course... More than anything, I just love her entire journey.
2: And then she gets to Japan. Is it Japan? I want to say it's Japan.
1: (laughs) In her battle with Orenishi. The crazy 88s.
0: It is some of my favorite shit. I just loved it. I loved bringing in, and even though in Kill Bill 2, see again, I look at that and I'm like, man, is it is it too far away from Kill Bill 1? Because I do love what's her trainer in that movie. That is a good part. But see this list, it's so hard. Fucking Tarantino, because they're all so good. But uh, I love me some Lucy Liu and she was fantastic in this movie. So Kill Bill 1, number three. Now this will be the big surprise,
1: but I mean this in all sincerity.
0: The Hateful Eight comes in at number two because I fucking love every goddamn thing about this movie. I have some minor complaints in the Kill Bills. Um, Reservoir Dogs, I don't know. I guess, do you have much complaints in that? No. Other than I've probably seen it a hundred million times. Inglorious bastards. I mean, it, you know, I suppose if you want to nitpick anything, you probably could. But as far as my personal enjoyment, I love the Hateful Eight. Everything about it, just the way it's set up, almost like a play, right? All the dialogue, the music, the mistrust, the actors. I love all that. Tim Roth, Sam Jackson. I mean, Michael
1: Madsen. There are so many good actors in there. And
0: there's just so much to it. Kurt Russell, of course. And and just the mystery, murder, mystery aspect to it that becomes into play, like it's just, I love it. I love it all. I could watch that. So as a matter of fact, I'm gonna go watch it when I go eat after this. I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna watch Hateful Eight. (laughs) But yeah, I I so I mean it with all sincerity. If
1: I have all.
0: Of the pulp fiction, oops, that kind of fucks it all up. But if I have all the Tarantino, shh, shh, shh. it's okay. It's okay. You heard nothing. If I heard all, put all the Tarantino movies right here, somebody say, hey, which one are you watching first? If you have to pick one, your absolute favorite. I would say what is number one, which will come in a second. And I already kind of spoiled. But if I had to say, hey, what's your second favorite Tarantino film? Your second favorite Tarantino film. What is that? Hey, Filet. I'm not trying to be a shocker here. (coughs) Excuse me. No, no, no. I mean it. With every bone in my body. With every fiber in my being. I mean it. I love every single actor slash actress in that movie. Again, story, setup, everything, masterpiece. But it, it can only be topped by the number one, which is, of course, the aforementioned Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And it's kind of a mainstream pick, which might surprise some of you. I guess I got the surprise in with at the number two slot. But it does feel very mainstream, Some a lot of people would say, uh, Pulp Fiction. But it's true. I've watched that movie so many times, but I could watch it probably every day for the rest of my life.
1: I love movies like that,
0: that play out, not necessarily in chronological order. (laughs) Reservoir Dogs is like that, you know.
1: Kill Bill's got some of that to it.
0: Um, and then obviously Tarantino does a lot of flashbacks and stuff, but I just the characters in the film. Um Marcellus Wallace, obviously Sam Jackson and Travolta's characters. Just the everything about that movie. I just that's another way, yeah. Like, that for sure is one of the top
1: movies of all time.
0: I can't tell you how many times I've probably watched that fucking movie. Like, there's a few. Um, You know, you look at Tarantino's. I mean, some of the newer ones I probably haven't watched as much, but Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. The first Kill Bill, like
1: I, I've
0: probably seen those a lot. <laughs> Same thing with Snatch, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels, Signs, Lady in the Water. Yeah, some of the aforementioned movies, I have seen a whole boatload of times. <laughs> was the other one I mentioned, oh yeah, the Coen Brothers, Fargo, Lebowski. It's fucking ridiculous how many times I've seen those movies. <laughs> Bless you, Hermione. Is your sneezing? Is it right there?
1: done.
0: I'm good. It's time to go.
2: Yeah. She's
0: probably right. It's probably time to go. <laughs> but, but, hey. It's been fun. This pot probably went a bit a little bit longer than I thought it would. So there you go. Y'all are in for a treat. A treat. It'll almost feel like a bonus pot. Except for now, you're not gonna be getting one on Friday, you know, or Thursday or anything like that. No, it'll be it'll be a week from now, next Monday. So you have to bless you again, kitty cat. Goodness. So you'll just have to bear with me. Hang with me, madcaps. Just just hang with me. And uh, of course, we'll have lots of good stuff to get into next time. More ranting and raving and uh, hopefully a surprise guest with a uh, you know some UFO chatter. that's the plan, that's the plan so so let's go ahead and let's fucking close up shop and this tea party and start to get the fuck out of here. Once again, at RMK Madness on the Twitters on the story. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, much love, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. Until next time, have a great weekend. we top to now.